0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
1: 18 plus. Hey! Oh, my God. Here we go. WNRQ. Nashville.
2: Broadcasting from the Moonshine Harley-Davidson studio.
1: It's the Josh Ennis Show. On 105.9 The Rock. Nashville classic rock.
2: Hello, friends. It's the Josh Ennis Show. Josh and Battle with you this morning. It is a big day today. Because not only do we have a new Sammy song of the day to get you qualified for a trip to Vegas to see the Red Rocker with me and Jelly. I'll get that song on Instagram here momentarily. Not only do we have that, but coming up at 7 o'clock today, 7 o'clock, Desmond Child is going to be in studio with us. Desmond Child will be here. He wrote, living on a prayer with Bon Jovi and you give love a bad name with Bon Jovi and love and use a dirty job for rat and crazy for Aerosmith and angel for Aerosmith and dude looks like a lady with Aerosmith. Uh, I, I cannot wait. This is going to be great. I look forward to talking with Desmond. This is a guy I've wanted to talk with for a long time. <laughs> I know you're uh, pumped for this one. I know. So we're gonna talk with him at seven o'clock and in the seven o'clock hour. We have tons to do today, but first let's find out what's going Get on in the world. 1059 The Rock. Here's what's in the news today. <laughs> you should know
1: on the Josh Innish
2: show. And you are not gonna wanna go anywhere. I'm telling you, you wanna hear how the sausage is made? Desmond Child is gonna tell you. Oh, how did how did Living on a Prayer come about? How did you give love a bad name happen? How did the, how did he meet Bon Jovi? All of that, how did they become collaborators? All that coming up in the seven o'clock hour I can't wait. Uh, what's going on though so it uh, looks like there could be some
0: regulation coming very very soon to all the party buses downtown, which is gonna be a good thing. what, co- uh,
2: what, what, what it's a good thing
0: well just because there's not much regulation happening with them and it's just kind of crazy and now some of them are coming down music row and they're like Wee! so apparently there was a bill that was uh, talked about last night and it's moving forward. Uh, it passed the three readings, so yeah. uh, it's covering everything from license, uh, licensing, use of alcohol, and amplified sound.
2: You know who wants to get rid of these kind of unregulated people are the people that kind of do it the right way. Yeah. So to a degree, I kind of get it, because there are party buses that are like, hey, we don't have people doing handstands You're and correct. falling off of us and getting run over. And it's kind of like the wild – in a way, I guess this is kind of good because it's kind of like the Wild West in that a lot of these guys are just out here and they got all these rando party buses. I think there's a fire truck one that just showed up the other day. Well, some – I don't even care if they look like fire trucks or whatever they are. But, I mean, some of them are just – they're kind of rogue, if you will. Don't really care about uh, following any sort of rules, I guess. I saw this on the news like a week or two ago. One guy was like, hey – I I mean, I'm fine with regulations because I follow all the rules, and some of these other jabronis are out here, and they're not following the rules. And so I get it, but uh, if they set it up where you can't have booze on these things, they're completely useless. And I don't know if that's going to get to the point, but if people can't bring their own hooch on these party buses, then why the hell would you waste your time on a party bus without booze? It ain't a party. You're mm-hmm. just a tourist at that point. You might as well just take the little the little double-decker tourist bus and go see the weird roller coaster-looking statue on the river and <laughs> yeah. stuff. Because, I mean, if there's no booze, it's no fun. Yeah, and it
0: actually attracts 1.5 million riders annually and uh, brings in about $60 million. How about
2: that? Huh? So, uh,
0: so it, the bill still needs to pass, like, two more readings before uh, they... Cool. see what happens. What else we got? So, uh, Daniel Craig thinks that, uh, well, there should be better James Bond-type roles for women, but he doesn't
2: believe that a woman should play James Bond. I would agree with that. Let's be honest, right? And I love the ladies, don't get me wrong, but when you take a, a role that was played by a man... And then you make it a woman cast and say, it's all Lady Ghostbusters, or it's all Lady... I wasn't a fan of that one. uh, Ocean's Eleven, or it's all Lady Superbad. Right. Nobody goes to see it. And then here's what happens. Nobody goes to see it, and then the blame becomes... Well, men can't handle it. That's why. And then these studios create this narrative that men don't, that men can't handle women being in power. And no one goes to see it. Maybe nobody wants to see a woman as James Bond because his name is James and he is James Bond, and that is who he is. It's not Jamie Bond. It's not Jamie Bond. It's James Bond, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, what is wrong with it? The, like, the, like go create better roles for women. There are great roles out there uh, that feature women that kick ass. For sure. It doesn't have to be James Bond. You're not going to be like, well, hey, here's Man Supergirl or something. Like, you just, you go with it. There doesn't, like, would I be offended by a lady James Bond? No, because really, I don't even watch James Bond. I don't give a damn about James Bond. But to me James Bond is Sean Connery it's Roger Moore it's Pierce Brosnan It's it's a it's a rugged handsome man that's going to go out there and he's going to get his gun with a silencer on it and he's going to plug somebody Get his martini? Yes, that's and he's going and he's going to bed gorgeous women. That is what James Bond that is who he is. And I don't need to see a woman James Bond. I just don't care. And I don't think women are clamoring for it. That's the other thing is I don't think women are out there like, you know, what I want to see is I want to see Charlize Theron as James Bond. No, women want to look at hot guys as James Bond too. Well, even the uh, the longtime producer of James Bond, uh, Barbara
0: Broccoli, she was like a few years ago in an interview. She said, uh, we don't have to turn male characters into women. Like, you don't just have to have Just create a woman it. character. And that's what she said. Uh,
2: just create more female characters and
0: make the story fit those female
2: characters. Thank you. It's not that difficult. It really is There you go. And it, what is it? Idris Elba? He's the new Bond? There's in talks of he's the new Oh, I the thought they Bond. already did that, huh? No,
0: there was there was a lot of controversy because then more people pulled the race card on that who one cares? as well.
2: Uh, J- now, uh,
0: who cares if James Bond is black, Mexican, I think Idris Indian? would be who a cares? great James Bond. Dude, that dude's a bad dude. Like, watching him in Hobbs and Shaw, which is, I know, a very bad example, but it was a good action movie, he would be a really badass James Bond. He's just a badass dude in general. They'll so, probably put, like, Pete Davidson or somebody as
2: James Bond no, next. No, they're, they're going to end up putting, like, Charlie Theron as James Bond next, probably. Uh. Who knows? Uh, doesn't bother buy, buy me at me, because I don't watch it. I can even tell you the last time I watched a James Bond movie. I like to watch the old ones when they're on TV, like uh, you know, Goldfinger and stuff. Oh, those are the best. don't really care about Pierce Brosnan or Daniel Craig or anybody. It's just never really been my thing, but uh, I'm all for watching the old ones. And Sean Connery, that's what I'm into watching. All right, I'll get that uh, Sammy Song of the Day up on Instagram for you, and you can listen throughout the morning. To hear a little snippet of it. 810, we're qualifying one lucky listener to go to Vegas to see the Red Rocker. 1059 The Rock, Nashville's classic rock, Ram Jam, and Black Betty. Uh, we have got the Sammy song of the day on my Instagram now. Battle's gonna share it on The Rock Instagram. You must look at the story. I've gotten messages from people on the gram. Hey, I don't see the song of the day, man. It's on the story. Check the story. And that is the cheat sheet. That is the song you need to know at 810 today. If you know that song at 810, uh, you could qualify to go to Vegas with me, Jilly, and Sammy Hagar. Hotel is taken care of. Uh, The flight is taken care of, $100 food voucher taken care of, tickets to the show taken care of, uh, and thrill ride passes taken care of. It's going to be a hell of a weekend. It's going to be a rager, my friend, and whoever wins, it's going to have a hell of a time. It'll be you and a friend. So what you need to do is go to my Instagram now, give me a follow, Josh Ennis Show, and uh, check the story. The Sammy Song of the Day is there. Throughout the morning, I will play a little snippet of that song, one second of that song, to give you a hint of what it could be. If you don't know, you really need to go to Instagram. 7 o'clock, we will talk with Desmond Child, the legendary writer of Living on a Prayer, the legendary writer of "Of, of, of, of uh, 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 Bad Medicine, the legendary writer of Crazy with Aerosmith. He has written some of the best classic rock jams ever, and he will join us at 7 o'clock right here on The Rock.
1: The Josh Innes Show.
2: 105.9 The Rock. The Rock, Nashville's Classic Rock, Josh Ennis Show at 8.10. You'll have another chance to qualify to go with me and Jilly to see Sammy Hagar at the Strat in Las Vegas. We're giving you the Sammy song of the day. The full song, or at least the name of the song, the title is on my Instagram story. Josh Ennis Show is where you follow me. I will right now play for you one second of this song. One second of the song you need to know at 8.10. That is the one second of the song you need to know. Hmm. If you can't decipher it from that (laughs) little piece of audio, go to my Instagram, Josh Ennis Show, or 105.9 The Rock. Give us a follow, and uh, you will find the Sammy Song of the Day. You'll need to know that at 810 for your chance to qualify to go to Las Vegas with me and Jilly and Sammy Hagar. It's going to be a wild Benderuski of a weekend. ZZ Top on the Rock. You know, I think that um, hackers and people who steal your bank accounts and everything, as brilliant as they may be, uh, these people should should be tried at like the highest level. Oh, like yeah. they should be treated like people who have murdered people because they're awful human beings. They've got a special place in hell for them. So, Jilly uh, may have had her identity stolen yesterday. I think she talked about it a little bit, but. Uh, somebody opened up an account at a bank that she doesn't even bank with under her name, so she had to call Whoa. and try to figure that out. She actually had to get the sheriff. They they recommended she call the cops, so she calls the Wilson uh, County Sheriff. Mm-hmm. So sheriff's deputy comes over to the house yesterday when, when Jilly was there. Uh, so that was a mess, and she's trying to get that figured out. Then some jabroni must have hacked into my PlayStation. We talked about it a little bit well, they yesterday. Of
0: Porsche, you got yeah, it, man. but
2: uh, they—I uh, think they hacked into it because somebody set up what is called two-factor two authentication. Oh, uh, yeah. So I can't get into my account. And PlayStation and Sony is virtually impossible to talk with someone. You can't ever get anybody on the phone. So I call, and I'm trying to talk to their fraud department, and all they keep doing is sending me to this automated service. Then I finally get through, uh, and they say, all right, we're going to put you on hold. You're in the queue, and uh, you'll get a chance to talk with someone. You will be on hold for no longer or than 90 minutes. I said, well, you know what, I'm not going to sit here for an hour and a half and wait to talk to somebody. So now I'm trying to figure out how to delete my PlayStation account totally and just start a new one because I want to watch my damn baseball games on my MLB package and it's only on my PlayStation. I didn't think I'd need it because my baseball team sucked (laughs) all year. Now they've won 10 games in a row and I'm a Cardinals fan. All I want to do is watch the Cardinals play the Brewers, but I can't watch it because to access my MLB extra innings, I have to get on the PlayStation Network. I can't get on the PlayStation Network because some a-hole hacked into my account and set up two-factor authentication, and I can't listen and watch and anything, and it sucks. Ah, But anyway, how's your day, everybody? (laughs) Desmond Child is going to join us. He is the man who has written some of the biggest songs that we play on this radio station. He's written with Bon Jovi, Living on a Prayer, You Give Love a Bad Name, Bad Medicine, What It Takes, Dude Looks Like a Lady. All of these songs, and he will talk about these songs in the 7 o'clock hour. You do not want to miss it. He's a legend. Desmond Child joins us in about uh, 20 minutes.
1: Josh
2: Ennis Show 1059 The Rock 1059 The Rock Nashville's classic rock Josh Ennis Show Desmond Child's getting in here in just a second don't forget follow him on the gram desmond.child fun follow on the gram and he's got a new book coming out I got to talk with him about that we got a ton of stuff going on this morning still got to do the Hagar tickets here at 8:10 go to my Instagram Josh Ennis Show You will find the Hagar song of the day. The Sammy song of the day. You need to know that song at 810. If you do, you could qualify to go to Las Vegas with me and Jilly. All right, Desmond's getting in here. Let's go. Oh, my God. Here we
1: go. WNRQ, Nashville. Broadcasting from the Moonshine Harley-Davidson studio. It's the Josh
2: Innis Show. On 105.9 The
1: Rock. Nashville's classic rock. 105.9
2: The Rock, Nashville's classic rock. You give love a bad name is written by John Bon Jovi and Richie Sambora. And our guest right now, Desmond Chop. This guy is. I have been wanting to meet this guy for so long. I'm excited about this opportunity. Battle, are you excited? Get excited. I am super pumped about this. His outfit is phenomenal, by the way. It is. He looks sharp. I like your hat. Sit down, Desmond. There you are. I don't know why random stuff is firing off today. I'm having a whole mess of things today. You know what? I'm starting the whole damn segment over. Blame it on everything in the studio. the, The studio is falling apart on me. I'm starting over. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Now I'm going. Let's do it now. Sit down, Desmond. 105.9 The Rock, Nashville's classic rock. I am excited today because legendary songwriter Desmond Child is with us. He's got the stories behind all the songs. I mean, with Bon Jovi and Aerosmith and Kiss and Rat, the guy's a legend, and he's in here with us right now. And I want to start with Bon Jovi because I think you're so closely associated with Bon Jovi. That's kind of what people think of you for. That's kind of where you became a name. From what I've heard, you became friends with Bon Jovi thanks to Paul Stanley, I believe. So tell me about that.
3: Kiss was doing a tour of Europe, and Bon Jovi was one of the opening acts. And he made friends with John, and, and he said, hey, you know, you really should try riding with Desmond. So they, they John called me, and I came out to New Jersey to Richie Sambora's parents' house, a little wooden house at the end of the marsh. I don't know. Do you watch The Godfather? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Remember when Clemenza went and, uh, you know, got out of the car? Yep. Took a p- <laughs> And then the gunshot. Yeah. And then yeah. he says, uh, uh, leave the keys. Take the cannolis. Take the canola. Those marshes where you can see the Statue of Liberty mm-hmm. poking out. That's that's en- Bon
2: Jovi's house. No, that was Richie Sambora. Sambora's house. At
3: the end of that street where you saw the marshes and, you know, it was like, unbelievably stark mm-hmm. and um you know i went there and uh, i went you know richie um met me at the door and that's the first time i saw him and then the first time i saw john and i didn't know this they finally confessed ma- later that they'd only written with me because they thought that i could help them have a hit for us someone else because they were insistent on writing their own music because they thought that you know they didn't need the help yeah but um we wrote You Give Love a Bad Name the first day, and it was like, oh, not so fast. How
2: did that come about?
3: So when you guys were just hanging out. I had the title, and I came in, and I also had a piece of a melody from a song I had previously written for Bonnie Tyler called If You Were a Woman I Was mm-hmm. a Man. And by the way, Kings and Queens has that same you know, riff. Yeah. And um, it's like a tale of three hits, that melody. And um, they loved it. And, you know, I told them, I, you know, because it had come out with Bonnie Tyler and went nowhere. I I mean, it was popular in Europe, but it didn't make, it didn't cross over. So I said, I know this is a hit melody. So they went with it, you know. And, you know, I was going, you know, on the piano. Dun, 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 Because I was thinking of dun, 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 dun. Like. Billie Jean. Oh yeah, and also these dreams are made of the this- sweet dreams, I, I, yeah, sweet dreams. And I did that on the Bonnie Tyler one. So Richie said, "No, man, I can't play that. That's like Michael Jackson." I said, "Play it like chugging, like chung, like like it's like sh- shark music, like chung 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 chung. Uh, I mean chung 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 chung. And as soon as he did that." John looked at me. It was the first time I saw the billion dollar smile. Like, it was nothing but teeth. You know, it was yeah. like, oh my God, this guy's a star. <laughs> and we, we wrote that song, you know, within a couple of hours. Shut to the heart!
2: 1059 The Rock, Nashville's classic rock, You Give Love a Bad Name, is written by John Bon Jovi and Richie Sambora. And our guest right now, Desmond Child. You also wrote Living on a Prayer. And living on a prayer, if I recall the story correctly, was uh, initially it was Johnny goes to work on the docks. John Bon Jovi doesn't want Johnny because it makes it sound like it's about him.
3: Well, I don't even think we got that far. It was like we were saying the story of of, uh, Johnny and Gina because my original name is Johnny and Gina was Maria uh, because we lived together and she worked the diner all day. And so I thought of the beautiful time that I lived with her, but we were, you know, had no money and all I did was stay home and write songs. And, you know, so Gina uh, in the song uh, for me, because I brought the title in, I mean, I think that Richie had his own storylines like that. He said he always thought about his parents. And, and uh, So it's kind of open for interpretation. Yeah, well, I think that John uh, has said that he had these—Bonnie and Joe were his high school friends, and they were like a struggling couple. So he had them in the back of his mind. So it was an archetypal working-class couple. So I suggested Johnny and Gina because I like alliteration. And John said, I can't sing Johnny and Gina because I'm Johnny. The people think I'm singing about myself, and we all kind of like, Donnie, Tommy. Tommy. What about Tommy?
2: Tommy's a good New Jersey sounding yeah, doc it was name. Like
3: it all worked out. And so um, so I, I don't know many people don't know this, but Gina is Maria Vidal from Desmond Child and Rouge.
2: And that's not a song that you had written ten years before. It would it just came to you in that moment and it made you think back to that time.
3: Yeah, exactly. Wow. So anyway, the it's like my there was a chemistry that the three of us had that was meant to be. It's like almost divine.
2: And uh, and speaking of your chemistry, you've got great chemistry with uh, Aerosmith as well. you got a ton of hits with them. All right, when we come back, I want to talk about Dude Looks Like a Lady, What It Takes, Crazy. Desmond Child, he's a Hall of Fame songwriter. You can find him on the uh, the Gram, desmond.child. He's awesome. Got a new book coming out. Desmond, sit tight. We're going to get more after this.
1: The Josh Innis Show.
2: On 105.9. The ro- 105.9 The Rock, Nashville's classic rock, Josh and his show. Josh in battle with you this morning. The legendary Desmond Child is here, everybody. Uh, Desmond, of course, I mean, we talked about all the Bon Jovi songs and everything, did a lot of stuff with uh, Aerosmith. Uh, you can find him on Instagram if you want to follow him. He's a Hall of Fame songwriter. Uh, just Desmond.Child on the gram if you want to follow him. He's great. We love him. Now, while we got you here, Desmond, we're talking about this. Uh, People who don't know, you are gay, you're openly gay, and you've been so for many, many years. You have a husband, you're married, and all that. But your heyday, really, when you made your mark, was in the era of sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and guys out trying to get laid, and you're writing a lot of songs about dudes trying to get laid, machismo, all that uh, do you think the fact that you were gay made any of these acts
3: uncomfortable in that era? I think I made them more comfortable because they could leave me in the house with the wife, and they go to their AA meetings. By the time they came back, I'd already rehung pictures and rearranged the furniture. So I was like the the, the palace eunuch uh, that was not a threat, and I think because of that. I, I wasn't ever sparring. You know, usually the lead guitar player and um, the lead singer, that's kind of like, you know, the test of, you
2: yes, know, it's just like sure.
3: uh, they're always like fighting for prominence. And so I was always just joining the band quietly just for the period that period of time. I'd be the fifth or sixth member of the group kind of, you know. Sure. And, and we'd be immersed into what was happening with the group musically but look at the song dude looks like a lady Mm -hmm. i mean in that song it was the very first song i wrote with aerosmith and i walked in and they were doing a song that went like this "Da da da -da, cruising for the ladies yeah and i said um the very first words out of my mouth you know i walked up and i was introduced and i said that sucks (laughs) (laughs) hey joe hey steven that song not good it's, uh, I said, what, I mean, even Van Halen wouldn't put that on the B side of their worst record. What are you talking about? Top down in a pink Cadillac going down Sunset Strip, cruising for the ladies. Is that the video? And they sort of kind of looked at me kind of sideways. And then Stevens sheepishly said, well, when I first started um, singing that riff, I was singing Dude Looks Like a Lady. And then Joe said, but we don't know what that means. And I said, "Well, I know what that means." And I coaxed them into, dude going that was, "Dude looks like a lady." That's a number one title. So the storyline goes, you know, walked into a bar on the shore., yep. um, Her picture graced the grime on the door. Mm-hmm. You know So this guy, normal guy, working class guy, goes into the strip joint and, and sees this vision of beauty up on the stage. Falls in love, goes backstage, and she whips out a gun, tries to <laughs> blow me away. And, this is their Lola is what this is, essentially. But the thing is, he doesn't run away. He stays. Mm-hmm. And, in, and then he sings, never judge a book by its cover. Or, or who you're going to love by your lover. lover. Yeah, And, um, you know, every every four-year-old in the world that watched Mrs. Doubtfire – Knew those words.
2: <laughs> but that's what's funny about that. And I get that the concept of it was dude looks like a lady and it's and and Robin Williams is in drag. You dig deeper into the actual meat of the song. It's actually an extremely progressive song.
3: It's a song of acceptance. You know, and he goes, my funky lady, I like it, like it, like it, like that. And it's like, okay. And uh, they just had a a ball making that crazy video and our our A&R guy, John Clodner, uh, that had like the long, you know, Duck Dynasty beard in a wedding dress. (laughs) I mean, it was all like, you know, there was a girl that looked like a guy and it was like all androgyny. We were like so ahead of what's going on now.
2: Well, because Steven was a little androgynous
3: too, right? Like a little bit? Well, that's the trick to that song Mm -hmm. because... I always thought he looked like a lady. <laughs> <laughs> do you tell him that when you're
2: pitching? Like, well, Steven, you do kind of look like a lady.
3: Well, I I thought it. I didn't say it. But I thought that, that when he sings it, you think he's singing about himself. Mm-hmm. Like, you're so vain, I bet you, I bet you don't. You know. You bet you think the song is about you? <laughs> yeah. You're so vain, I bet you think the song is about you. I mean, that's one of the cleverest cleverest lines ever. But, you know, when we went to write, the next day I showed up and nobody was there. Joe didn't show up. Uh, we sat at a little keyboard and I started getting Stephen to tell me about his life. And he said, you know, that he had struggled with drugs and, you know, been in rehab. He's in meetings. And, you know, the thing that saved him was this beautiful woman named Teresa who he married. And she said, well, she's, she's, she's my angel. She's an angel. And then,
2: boom, we got another
3: hit. Well, we wrote Angel, but only because I was looking at his blubber lips, (laughs) and I was thinking of Mick Jagger singing Angie, Angie." Oh, wow. And so I said, I want to see those lips say Angel, like, over and over and over again. Uh, And it
2: worked. That's amazing. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do.
3: I'm going to play a little bit of
2: Angel here so people can hear this. Uh, and then uh, we'll get to some more of your stuff okay? Desmond Child is with us let's play a little bit of Angel inspired by Angie I love this damn song I
1: love it so much
2: listen to a little bit of it Desmond feel free to sing along over there if you want to 1059 The Rock, Nashville's classic rock, Josh in a show, as written by Joe Perry, Steven Tyler, and our guest, Desmond Child, What It Takes from the uh, pump album, which was the second Aerosmith kind of comeback album after permanent vacation. Desmond is in here with us right now. So Desmond, tell us the story. Uh where did what it takes come from?
3: We were up at Joe's house in in, you know, out south of Boston on the shore. And he had his own studio. It was incredible. I mean, skulls everywhere, as as you, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, melted down candles. And um, uh, Stephen got on the drums, and he put this helmet on that had the, the earphones inside. It's like a football helmet. Oh right? wow! And so he's playing, and also it had one of those like Janet Jackson mics. You know, like you, we could hear him. It's like a Franken microphone. Yeah, almost. it's kind of like that little wire that goes in front of the, yeah. the face. So. He, He's like in there and he's playing the drums. And so I'm on keyboard and Joe's on guitar and we start improvising. And we did this long improvisation where Stephen kept singing uh, like one thing went into the other, into another, into another, into a modulation, to another, another. None of it made sense or tied together or anything. I bet, you know, with, you know, it was like 20 minutes or more. And it never repeated anything. Mm -hmm. So then Stephen went home for dinner and Joe and I stayed and we went through all the pieces and took the best pieces and edited them together and would repeat the sections. And that's how What It Takes was born, how how it was born. When Stephen came back and he heard that, he was like, we did that? It's like, yeah, you did that. Were there any lyrics? (laughs) At the no, time, I was just like, Yeah, I always call how much him does he
2: improvise, like
3: that Stephen, like, uh, yeah, yeah. So he was improvising, there was no concept. I mean, the strongest uh, songs are written when you have a great title and a concept and you go for the music being the score to the script, mm-hmm. but you know, there's that's the other way of writing when you're just like in a trance and you just hope that maybe what you wrote sounds like something. And all of those words are kind of like in his vernacular. And so it's stuff that he's sung in many other songs too. And, you know, it's kind of like they kind of roll out the inner rhyming and the yeah, but that, but that, but, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And when he came back, he was like blown away. You know, by it, and so were we, because it just modulates and modulates, and it goes this and that, and it comes back. And then we, got, you know, we spent the whole next day writing lyrics to it.
2: And how do the lyrics start? Do you have, like, you've just got the sound? What makes it what it takes? Like, how do you get to what it takes? Just, just start well, spitballing I mean, it? Was and... like,
3: you know, tell me what it takes. Mm-hmm. You know, what does it take to win you back? What, what does it take to be a person? Tell me what it takes. You know, because obviously I'm failing here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so um, it was just it was just magic. That's know?
2: that's killer. Now then, that goes to crazy, which to me I still think is the best of that era. Aerosmith songs. Speaking of improvising, it feels like the whole beginning of that song is an improvisation. Maybe I'm wrong, but no, it was all the,
3: improvised. You that know? whole
2: opening riff, where sometimes we're making love more than we're all that. Yeah,
3: he just makes all that up on the on you know, and maybe. He'll do different intros, and then they'll pick the one that that sounded like right.
2: And I love the opening of that song with just as a say you're leaving on the seven thirty train, and that you're headed at out to Hollywood. Hollywood. That's so good! Like it's a I great know. freaking song.
3: I know it's it's it it was magical, and we were doing we were in the right place at the right time for each other.
2: And well, because they were down. That's fair to say, right? Like, career-wise, well, they were down.
3: Well, you know, they got hurt, you know, by drugs and things. And then they came out of it, and it took them a minute to, like, really focus and get it back together. And um, that's where I stepped in.
2: And you did a hell of a job. Let's play a little bit of Crazy. Come here,
3: baby. A little improv
2: here. You know, that's really It's just fascinating how much of that is improvised. That's written by Aerosmith and Desmond Child. To me, that is the best Aerosmith song. Crazy. All right, here's one that you probably did not know was written by Desmond Child. Joan Jett, which is actually the inspiration for the Sunday Night Football theme song. It was for a long time when it was, was it uh, Faith Hill that was Mm -hmm. doing it, I believe. Waiting all day for Sunday night. I hate myself for loving you. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. As written by the legendary Desmond Child. We'll wrap it up with Desmond after this one. Crank it up loud. 105.9 The Rock. As written by our guest, Desmond Child. I hate myself for loving you. It's Joan
3: Jett and the Black Cards. Des going to get out of here. Uh, you got a book coming out. When does the book come out? My book comes out in the first quarter of uh, 2022. I'm self-publishing on Amazon and in- Ingram Prime or something like yeah. that. And there'll be a hardcover and a softcover, and there'll be links for all that in my socials and website, uh, DesmondChild.com. And um, it's the story of my life, and it's it, it's very epic, and uh, it it really it's so much, and I and I reveal all. And um, it was very difficult. It's taken me five and a half years with my co-writer, um, David Ritz, who. Just did Lenny Kravitz's book. He did Joe Perry's book. Mm-hmm. He did Aretha, uh, a, a book called Respect that they made the. Oh, the book.
2: movie's based on that book. Yeah, yeah, on that book. Oh, wow.
3: And, um, you know, uh, just, you know, Marvin Gaye, he co wrote Sexual Healing with him. Um, you know, Ray Charles, that was his first book. He wrote his autobiography. So he was considered what they call a ghostwriter. But I, you know, some people credit him, some people don't. Um, I put him on, right on the cover, you know. It's, it's awesome. called Desmond Child, Living on a Prayer, Big Songs, Big Life with David Ritz.
2: Awesome. And I'm so looking forward I'm, to reading that.
3: I'm very, very excited about it. And, you know, there are like five movies in there one could make. Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of stories in it's there. it's like I go through every period, including hippie periods when I was like 16, Coconut Grove, like living in a hippie house and like so many things. You know, and I've got the hairdos and the and the platform shoes to sh- to show for it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's Desmond Child, everybody. I'm looking forward to reading the book, and thank you for coming up. Thank you so much. You bet. Have a good one, man. The
1: Josh Innes Show on 105.9 The Rock.
2: 105.9 The Rock, Nashville's classic rock fire. It's Jimi Hendrix. If you know this song. If you know what that is, you're in good shape. Just be listening at 810. If you don't know this song, then you need to rush to my Instagram, Josh Ennis Show, and on my... Here we go.
1: WNRQ, Nashville.
2: Broadcasting from the Moonshine Harley-Davidson studio.
1: It's the Josh Ennis Show. On
2: 105.9 The
1: Rock. Nashville's classic rock.
2: Hello, friends. We are just about eight minutes away from your opportunity to qualify to go to Vegas. I cannot wait. I love Vegas because I probably have a gambling problem, and I love it. It's not a problem if you enjoy it, Dad Gummit. Just don't tell that to my doctor because I enjoyed soda pop and french fries and, and, and candies and whatnot. And he says, that's not good for you. So I have to go to the doctor again today. I have to get my liver looked at. I bet you my liver. I mean, it's going to be just like they're going to look at the x-ray of my liver, and it's just going to say LOL. <laughs> It's gonna be that that uh, that meme where the guy just does this, like his hand, the, the like hands palms are up, like, like eh. right, I don't know, bro. I mean, you're SOL, bro. I don't know what to tell
3: you. Just be like, eh.
2: but I cannot wait for this excursion to Vegas, and I want you with us, unless you're like a weird creep or something like that. In which case, I probably don't want you with us. But man, I'm fe- I'm, I'm getting jazzed up for it. It's coming up. It's like less than two months. Uh, we're gonna go see Sammy Hagar. It's gonna be before you know it. God, I can't wait. And uh, and Jilly's all jacked up. She's ready to go because, as we talked about, the girl loves to gamble on sports. I don't. I mean, look, maybe she's an angel. She's my angel. I'm jacked up to
0: see all the uh, the posts on uh, Twitter oh. and social media and everywhere. Again, if you
2: didn't know, we have got airfare. Hotel at the Strad Hotel and Casino and Skypod in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. $100. $100 in dining credits at the hotel. Uh, We've got the passes for the big thrill rides there that are on top of the hotel. And, of course, two tickets to see the Red Rocker. You're going to get your opportunity here in a few minutes. But here's what's going to happen first. Before you get your opportunity, I'm going to play a couple of songs for you. And in about four minutes from right now, I'm going to play one second of a Sammy Hagar song. One second. And you'll get a chance to hear that. And if you don't know it, or if you want the cheat sheet right now, go to my Instagram, Josh Ennis Show. The answer that you are looking for, the answer that you seek, is right there in my story. But you got to do it now. We're doing this in about, I don't know, eight minutes or so, nine minutes. So be ready. Here we go. Come on. 1059 The Rock, Nashville's classic rock, giving you an opportunity to see Sammy Hagar in Las Vegas with the Josh Ennis Show. Do you know this song? What song is that? What Sammy Hagar jam, the Sammy song of the day? If you don't know, your ass better run to Instagram right now. On Instagram, you will find the actual answer. You will need to know that in three minutes. After the remote. The Rock. Come on. 105.9 The Rock. Nashville's Classic Rock. The radio station giving you the opportunity to go to Las Vegas. Me, Jilly, you, and somebody with you. I don't know who it is. Your wife, your girlfriend, your mistress. That'd be a great trip for your mistress. Could be me if you don't have anybody. It will not be battle. I don't think you'll want to invite (laughs) battle, and his wife won't let him go. Let's be honest. Now. You have to know the Sammy Song of the Day. The answer, of course, is on my Instagram, Josh Ennis Show. We'll do that for the rest of the week. Uh, And we've also played a little 60, uh, like a one-second little snippet of the song. If you know that Sammy Hagar song, you will be qualified to go to Vegas. Today, we're not going to take caller 10. i got a bunch of phone lines ringing. I'm going to take a random uh, call here. Let's see. 105.9 105.9 The Rock, hello. Yeah, y'all still doing the ticket giveaway? Yeah, well, I mean, it was the qualifying, yes. What uh, is your name? Michael. Michael, do you know that Sammy Hagar song?
0: I'm sorry, you cut out.
2: Do you know the Sammy Hagar song?
3: There's only one way to rock, Sammy Hagar. Yeah!
2: there you go you are qualified michael you are qualified for that expenses paid trip to las vegas
1: i appreciate y'all man
2: i am glad you're excited i'm gonna put you on hold and we'll get to you in a second i like when people are clearly really excited for the opportunity i mean it's like it's like saying hey jessica alba's gonna sit on your face cool thanks thanks she's all right i guess Whatever, bro. That's only one way. There's
1: only one way around. The Josh in show on
2: 1059, The Rock. Blues. Hey. 1059 The Rock, Nashville's classic rock. Josh in his show. Hey, 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 hey. You want to hear the dumbass of the day? Well, Good news, we'll have that coming up for you next. We got gonna have a good day in half an hour. We're having a fun one today. Turn it up, it's the Josh Innishow. 1059 The Rock.
1: It's the Josh Ennis Show's Dumbass of the Day.
0: Dumbass!
2: Alright of the day tell me who it is well these are some guys down there in mississippi all righty our folks i really don't believe that mississippi should exist uh, like people <laughs> always make fun of florida florida man like does anybody ever go hey you know where i like mississippi i don't think anybody says that. i put that right <laughs> up there with like new hampshire have you ever met anybody from new hampshire no me neither but you always hear, "Hey, New Hampshire," or you never, you never really hear about anything happening there or anyone from there. No, you really
0: don't. Um, but these two guys down in Mississippi, they were uh, found, they found an abandoned car,
2: and uh, there was a note on it that said, "Free car." All right, now there's a free car. So if you're if you're in that situation, battle, you see a free car. I mean, it depends on the kind of car, I guess. Right. But if you see a free car, you're like, there are two ways you can look at this. One, like. Well, hot damn, it's my lucky day. I've been looking for a car and I don't have no money. Or you could look at it and say, it's a trap. What did these guys do? Well, they uh, found the keys inside
0: of it. They drove it around and then uh, they decided to look around in the car to see if there's anything that they could steal or free. Yeah. Pop the trunk, dead body in there. Dead body (laughs) in the trunk. (laughs) Uh, and by the way, the body had been in that trunk for several days. I bet
2: it didn't smell good. Like, if you steal a car and you're like, what is that god-awful smell? First of all, you didn't steal it. It was a free car. Well, yeah. You took the car. You took because the car. It's like saying, hey, someone broke into my car, but the windows were unlocked. and or yeah. The windows were down and the car was unlocked, but they broke in and stole it. Well, no, you invited them to do it. There was a sign on the car that said free car, so they, just, they took it as a gift, maybe a gift from God. Yeah. So, but uh, th- but you, have to, like, you have to look at things fourth dimensionally sometimes. True. No one's just going to leave you a free car. No. You have to look at it that way. You can't just go, hell, hot damn it. Like, no, it's it's probably a setup. There's got to be a reason. There's <laughs> got to be a reasons. catch. Yes. There's a catch. Uh,
0: but uh, the guys freaked out, called the cops, and now authorities are trying to figure out if there was really a sign on the car or uh, the, just the men took it for a joyride.
2: So wait a second. But- are they lying and saying that there was a... a, a
0: that's what the, that's what they're telling
2: cops, that there was the sign
0: when they called there was a dead
2: body. Okay, but the way you said it, I thought that it was understood that there was a sign. It is. That's what they're
0: telling everybody. These okay. criminals are saying there was a free car sign. But so now the maybe, cops are investigating everything. So
2: maybe these guys just killed the person and made up the idea that there was a sign on the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, although they're in Mississippi. I don't know if they're that smart. Who knows? No. I hate Mississippi. What a dreadful place. That's why we're in Tennessee, where it's rainy and dreadful today. Well, the y'all don't take that over Mississippi. 105.9 The Rock, Nashville's Classic Rock, round and round. It's Rat. I'm looking at text messages. I didn't look at any uh, yesterday. And if you want to text the station, it is 64895 if you would like to text. Uh, but there's a really... A weird thing to be angry about, because we don't get a lot of texts. If you want to text right now just to prove this thing even works, please, 64895, and tell us what's on your mind. Uh, But uh, there were two text messages that came to the radio station yesterday morning. One says that Josh is spot on with the Peyton Eli broadcast. That was one, and of course I was. (laughs) I, I know these things. And two, you spent $60 at Rafferty's? Just you? You're full of ish, Josh, as usual. First of all, I never said I spent sixty dollars by myself at Rafferty's. I went to Rafferty's for lunch with my wife Jilly. We had lunch there. It was it was a very nice lunch. I got salmon and she got you know a steak or something like that because I can't really eat a lot of breads and stuff. So I'm just trying to eat more fish because I got to go to the doctor because as you, I don't know if you guys have heard, but uh, I have the type two diabetes and I need to. Um, I need to scale back a little bit, as it were, right? So I'm trying to eat better and lose weight and stuff like right. that. So I'm trying to uh, reverse course on my betas. I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes about diabetes. So because of that... Uh, I have to go place and eat salmon, which tends to be one of the more expensive things on the menu. So, yes, I did go to Rafferty's, and yes, the bill was $58, and after the tip, it was $70. Because you didn't want to skim out on a tip. I never do that. You can't do that. Uh, What if they said, that's Josh Ennis from the radio, and he left me $4? Well, then I'm ruined for life, and why would I do that? Even Even if the waitress is terrible, I leave at least $10. That's just how I operate, you know? But anyway... So this person was very enraged over this. There is no need to be mad about that, friend. It's a true story. Why would I lie about that? That's a very bizarre thing to lie about. It's also something bizarre to be angry about. Are you like Mr. Rafferty? Like, this is Keith Rafferty, sir. (laughs) And there's no way that you by yourself spent $60 at my establishment. Uh, But anyway, if you want to text the radio station, that's a good way to communicate. Six four eight nine five is the text. I just want to confirm that the damn thing still works. Here's what you can do: text us at six four eight nine five. Give us a yay or nay on the Desmond Child interview. Did you enjoy it? Because I enjoyed doing it. I've been waiting years to talk with Desmond Child, and it was I loved it. The full interview. We have a long form version of it as well uh, that you can find on the Josh Ennis Show podcast. Check that out. Let us know six four eight nine five yay or nay uh, because program director Jonathan texted he's like do you guys really think we should be doing interviews I I think so if they're interesting people we totally should for sure so send us a text 64895 gonna have a good day tell us what's going on in your life at nine (laughs) o'clock The
1: Josh Innis Show On 105.9 The Rock Oh my god Here we go WNRQ Nashville
2: Broadcasting
1: from the Moonshine Harley Davidson Studio
2: It's the Josh Innis Show
1: On 105.9 The Rock
2: Nashville's classic rock So uh, apparently Elvira, Mistress of the Dark mm-hmm. Actually a lesbian yeah. How about that? And I bring this up because that was a huge trend yesterday, which Jelly goes, why is uh, Elvira trending? Well, as it turns out, Elvira's been a lesbian for like 20 years. How about that? Someone's been playing with those fun bags, and that person is a lady. <laughs> I think it's like
0: uh, she talks about it in her new memoir that she has written.
2: Yeah, And, and that, uh, that's
0: where it all came out from.
2: And uh, we're supposed to talk with Elvira on Friday, I think, well, Monday, whenever yeah. we're supposed to talk with her. And, I'm uh, excited for that. I like. don't know what to say, though. Do you say, like, hey, I love your knockers, and I have nothing else to say? Like, I mean, because Elvira really, what was Elvira? Elvira just introed horror movies. Horror movies, but, and she was just there for the boobs. Yes. Yeah, so, like, like, what exactly do you fill an entire book with? These are the questions. I That'll be my first question. <laughs> hey, what do you fill an entire book with, Elvira? He's getting soft
1: on me. It's such a soft. It's the Josh Innes Show. And we're going to...
2: Have a good day. All right, let us know why you're going to have a good day. 615-737-1059. What's going on in your life? Good start. <laughs> 1059 The Rock, you're on. Go ahead. I'm going to have a good day because I'm at my girlfriend's house drinking beer while her husband's at work. And oh. by the way, Josh, you need more beer. Yeah, I do. I miss my beer. I miss beer, but I had to drop beer for a while to... Um to try to lose Can weight. Can you even drink, like, a light beer or anything? I'm, I'm just trying to avoid it. Yeah, they didn't say not to, but I'm trying to avoid that. I'm just drinking trying sugar-free vodka and mineral water and seltzers. That's what I'm drinking. Should add some Mio to it. <laughs> 105.9 The yeah. Rock, hello. Yeah, on uh, Murfreesboro Highway on the
1: east-westbound side, there's a horrific accident car up under a tractor trailer. The driver has been removed. He is alive. But traffic is, is slammed on that side and shut down totally.
2: Well, now we know. Hey, that person lived, so they're going to have a good day, I imagine. It's hey, they're going to live. They are. Hey, you know, they're going to live. Hey, not dying is a good thing. Now, that guy being stuck in traffic, not a good thing. Not day. a good thing, but he's stuck with us, so. 105.9 The Rock, hello. Hey, my name's Clinton. I just want to say I love my best friend, Zach Scott. All right, well, I love him, too. The Rock, hello. Hello, hey man. Today's gonna be a good day because I woke up happy, healthy, and loved.
1: And also, to everybody out there that's struggling with addiction, you don't have to let who you was define who you're trying to be. There's no wrong turns on a straight path.
0: Keep your head up, you matter.
2: There you go, baby, I like to hear it. Spreading the word. 105.9 The Rock, hello. Hey. Hey. Good morning. (laughs) Hey, what's up? So, um, my happy
0: thing is at 34 years old, I decided to finish my college degree. And I've been in school for about a year now. And I was really nervous about um, doing a STEM path as a 34 year old that wasn't ever good at math or science. But yesterday, I got invited to be
1: a
2: part of the Honor Society at my college. Wow, hell yeah! yeah. Congratulations! And what's your name? Tracy. Tracy, congratulations. We're so proud of you. I'm, I'm happy that you're doing well. Thank you. You bet. And I'm also miserable because all these 30-year-old people are calling every day, and I bought a house. And I just graduated. I'm, I'm in the honor society. What am I doing? I have diabetes. <laughs> That's what I've got. You have a number one show. I, I do. But, like, <laughs> I'm jealous of these people. But everybody's like, I bought, my, paid off my car, I, my house. I bought a house. My car is paid off. I'm Tracy, and I've got my college education now, and it's hard at 34, but I did it. Hey, this is Josh, and um, guess what? I have diabetes. (laughs) Diabetes, diabetes, diabetes,
1: diabetes, 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 diabetes testing supplies.
2: I guess that's not the point of the bit, though. The point is to say good things maybe my diabetes is going backwards there's a positive for you nothing wrong with that huh maybe i'll let you know the update on my liver that's going to be the big telltale later whenever i go to the doctor and they say hey what the hell's going on with your liver man it just turns out you're an absolute mess friend so we'll see i'd like to talk to you for a few minutes about diabetes i'd really like to stop here's acdc 105.9 105.9 The Rock, Nashville's Classic Rock, Josh, and his show. We're getting out of here. I've got to go to the doctor and get a a liver scan of some sort. And as we talked about earlier, it's like like it the liver is just going to laugh. I don't think it's going to be that bad of a situation, like an ultrasound or something. So
0: I wonder if they'll make you drink that stuff that like makes your liver
2: glow. Maybe. I don't know. It'd be better than what I'm eating now, which is nothing, basically. So I'll take that. Say, does it taste decent at all? Yeah, it tastes kind of chalky, like candy cigarettes or something. Well, just give me all of it. I am <laughs> starved. I'm trying to lose weight here. so. Uh, but I'm going to the doctor today. I'll give you an update tomorrow. Uh, and uh, we'll see what happens there. Tomorrow, another opportunity for you to win. Uh, well, I shouldn't say win. I should say qualify to win that trip to Las Vegas with me and Jilly to see Sammy Hagar. So uh, that's tomorrow at 810. Make sure you follow us on the Gram, 105.9 The Rock or the Josh Ennis Show. Tomorrow morning, bright and early, we will post the Hagar song of the day. Uh, So be on the lookout for that, and we'll see you tomorrow. With lucky
3: landslots,
1: you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
3: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
2: (gasps)